Automators Episode 4, Siri Shortcuts. Hello, everyone. This is David Sparks, along with Rosemary Orchard. How are you doing, Rose? I'm great. How are you today, David? Good. We made it to Episode 4. Yes. Very exciting. I like even numbers. There you go. We, we had a lot of people uh, writing into us and uh, asking in forums about Siri Shortcuts. And we thought it made sense to give that a show because it's just such a big deal. It's kind of funny because you and I were developing this show before Apple announced Siri Shortcuts. So it seems like Apple got on board with the automation right after we decided to. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm convinced that maybe somebody at Apple, I'm not going to say that they were spying on my phone, but like, you know, maybe they just got the vibe that I was super into automation, talking to you a lot. And then they just went like, yeah, yeah, this is a good effort. On the other hand, they probably decide pretty early what's going to make it in. Well, it was always my goal that that autom- that that workflow team would we'd see something from them, and we got it. And that yes. that's what they call Siri shortcuts. So yes. it was announced at WWDC, and it is basically um, th- there's a couple elements to Siri shortcuts. I think that's one of the problems. Yeah. Apple does a really good job of giving a generic name to something that then encompasses multiple products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of got that here. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because essentially, Siri Shortcuts is actually split into two things. There's stuff that's baked into the operating system, and then there's the separate app that you can do multi-step things with. Yeah, and that separate app is what we would traditionally think of as the workflow app. And it's just, it's got now a, a nice clean white theme, it, and we're going to talk about um, some limitations it got coming into the operating system, and some additional features it got. So it, it it has changed, I think, largely for the better uh, yeah. going into the OS. And then we got this cool thing you can do with your voice. Definitely. The Siri integration, I think, is actually possibly my favorite part just because it makes it so much easier to do so many things. I mean, of course, it's not perfect. or There are limitations attached to this. But being able to say Accio iPhone and have your iPhone ping. And yes, I stole that one from Katie on oh, Mac Power users. Uh, sorry, Katie, or thank you, Katie. Um, but it's it's really nice just to be able to do things like that and and have it work without you doing anything else. So, And we're going to be talking about it more once it releases. But for now, it's a very limited out in beta. The people that have access to it are people with a developer account and that specifically request access through the iOS 12 beta. So first you have to be crazy enough to have a developer account, then you have to be crazy enough to put the iOS 12 beta on your phone, and then you have to, the third crazy is asking to run some beta software relating to automation. So, uh, and of course, uh, Rose and I tick all three boxes. Both oh, of definitely. So, we, so we've been running it now for about a month almost now that yeah. it's been out. And... um and we thought we'd just kind of give you some initial thoughts on it. Like I said, we're definitely going to talk about this more as the product ships uh, later in presumably September. Yes. Um, but it's it's really, really nice to get started with. I have actually heard from a few people, though I've not seen it with my own eyes, so I don't know whether or not to believe it, that some people have had invites to shortcuts uh, and they have managed to install on iOS 11 devices as well. So for people who are using perhaps their primary carry device is running iOS 11 as it ought to be, <clears throat> not me, uh, then uh, then they have apparently been able to run it. But I, I have to say, I've not seen that with my own eyes, so I can't verify that. I had my first major iOS 11, iOS 12 problem. I mean, it's been a very stable beta for me, but just the other day I had to check in on my um, 
my canary home cameras and of course the video playback is all broken I was oh trying. no that's that's bad it's pretty it's a pretty limited problem the app still works i can still manage them and i can still see the video on the website but it, it's just kind of funny you know how that stuff creeps up on you yeah um so let's talk a little bit about series shortcuts one of the the goals i always had like workflow was great but it was has always been based on url schemes yeah uh, well what t- tell everybody what a url scheme is Okay, so when you go to a website, you probably type in HTTP colon slash slash or HTTPS colon slash slash and then, for example, maxsparky.com or relay.fm. Um, and um, if you don't, then the HTTP or HTTPS is automatically added for you. But what that's telling your device is, hey, this is a website. I need to go out on the internet and look for this. And the way that this works on iOS devices at the very least, and on the Mac as well, URL schemes are supported on the Mac. Not a lot of people know that. Is you replace this HTTP or HTTPS with something. So, for example, with the Workflow app, it was Workflow. With the Shortcuts app, it's Shortcuts. Uh, and then you have things like Drafts 5, which uses Drafts 5, or OmniFocus, which uses OmniFocus. People tend to te- use fairly logical uh, names to help find this stuff out, though there are some weird ones out there which you can find if you dig through the Launch Center Pro application. Uh, he's got a lot of them documented in there. Yeah, and and this really goes back to our pal Greg Pierce, the guy who developed Drafts, and he wanted, I think, uh, and I don't know if Greg listens, I may get this right or wrong, but he has a separate app that does, um, it's like a dictionary app called Terminology. Uh, ter- terminology, and I believe he wanted the ability to round trip terminology definitions to his app drafts. I mean, that was kind of the genesis of that. And he came up with the idea of, well, if we use these URL shortcuts. And so I don't want to, I don't know. um, I I think Greg deserves a lot of credit for coming up with the idea. And then the uh, developer community immediately adopted it because Apple has never done a very good job of allowing you to communicate between apps on your iPhone and iPad. Um, But the problem with that is I feel like we squeezed every ounce of life out of URL schemes that we ever could have. And Workflow was the kind of the epitome of that. Uh, That app did amazing things, largely based on URL schemes. And it was just because the Workflow team worked so hard at like digging down into the weeds and finding every way we could do it. But the problem with that is it was never baked into the operating system. And when Apple purchased Workflow, the, the most optimistic view we all had was, wouldn't it be great if they incorporate this into the operating system so developers could write code into their apps and not have to rely upon wonky URL schemes to make all this work? Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a couple of limitations to URL schemes as well. They can only be so long. You can only have a few actions in there. Otherwise, they break, things like that. So they're not perfect. And then we got it. You know, they gave it. They delivered the goods for us. We got some uh, development in, in WWDC. They had specific sessions on incorporating Siri shortcuts into your application. I've watched them. I think you have too, probably, Rose. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I have. And the sessions aren't super long. And um, even if you're not a programmer, you can, if you kind of know your way around, you can figure out what they're talking about. And a couple of things stood out for me. Uh, They they talked about really there's two methods of implementation. And I'm going to go very shallow on this because we're going to have a developer in once it releases who's actually implemented it and can tell me everything I said wrong. But uh, you know, the, uh, basically, they've got the um, a very deliberate implementation where you can uh, feed data back out. You know, like when uh, you use a series shortcut and it gives you a box that gives you some sort of data from the automation you've just run. 
they've got a method for that where you write a few lines of code, and they even have a little tool in Xcode where you can create the responses. And I felt like looking at it, it looked to me like it was relatively easy to implement. And that, that's the most difficult method. You want to talk about the other one? Uh, I'm going to let you talk about it because I think you've probably got a more shallow explanation. Yeah. As a developer, I tend to get pretty deep into it. Okay. Well, the other one is they're just tying into the existing um, access, accessibility stuff. So um, if you, that's why if you're running the beta, you'll already see some apps are offering you Siri shortcuts because it's using literally built-in um, um, APIs that have already been accessed. So um, they've got an easy way, which does real basic stuff like it allows you to start a podcast that you've already played in your podcast player or something like that mm-hmm. um and then they've got the deliberate method and then it's up to the developers to figure out how deep they want that to run into their app and it was giddy times in san jose once they announced this so uh, a lot of developers were running around um talking about it. i remember talking to jason snell and he was he had some correspondence with the guy who writes the starbucks app and said wouldn't it be great if we could have a series shortcut to order our favorite drink at Starbucks. And I think he was pretty excited about doing that. That's a good example. And uh, all this stuff is intended to make automation easier. And it gives you deeper hooks than you would ever have using just plain old URL schemes. So I, that that's the reason why Rose and I were so excited. And as we launched the show, we felt like, oh, wow, this is going to be great because uh, not only are we going to have these multi-step workflow type automations, we're going to have really simple things like just getting your drink at Starbucks. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's something that's, it's going to bring automation to the masses as well, which is something very important. I mean, I know workflow was very cheap. If you're a nerd, it was, you know, peanuts, practically price-wise. But if you had somebody like my mom, for example, who she is not a programmer, she's not nerdy or geeky at all. She can figure her way around a spreadsheet, Word documents, email, no problem. Um, but automating something wouldn't necessarily occur to her. And I, I mean, through, through family sharing, I installed workflow on her phone and set her up with a couple of things. And she quite liked the idea, but it, it's still a bit of a stretch for her to think about okay dragging and dropping the blocks so having it built into the operating system and having the operating system then suggest hey you do this kind of often do you want to make it a siri shortcut that yeah. that's that's what's going to make this amazing so yeah and and it, and it gets smart because it has more information on you because it's in the operating system I've noticed like recently, like I've been, I rejected a call the other day while we were recording an episode of Mac Power Users. And then afterwards, I, you know, put my mic away, went downstairs, poured a glass of water, and then Siri shortcuts suggested, do you want to call back? You know, it was Daisy had called me. I said, do you want to call Daisy back now? And it, I think it looked at the fact that I had moved after rejecting a call and it, it made that suggestion. So suddenly you're getting self suggestions. And then I'm not really entirely happy as we sit here with the method for picking up these Siri shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right now you have to go into the settings and then the Siri, and then it shows you a bunch of suggestions. Though certain apps, um, I have seen this in a couple of beta applications, um, and also um, others, uh, you know, for example, the shortcuts app itself as well, these betas, where from that that app itself, you can say, hey, I want to add this to Siri, and you can set your phrase right there. You don't necessarily have to go into the settings to do it. The, the, going into the settings is a great way to set up a one-step action, and that's available for everybody that's on the iOS 12 beta right now. And even if you only have workflow, you can add workflows 
to Siri shortcuts and trigger them via voice already. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's all great. And and I guess I'd say starting with those shortcuts, those voice-based shortcuts, I, I didn't really do a good job of explaining it. So, so your phone will see things that you've done and said, hey, there's something you've done. Would you like to do that again based on a Siri command? Yeah. And you know, going back to the hypothetical or drink order at Starbucks, you can you can say, yes, I would. And then it'll make a suggestion for you, but you can say your own. So yeah. you can say, whenever I say juice me up, then order my favorite drink at Starbucks. And then as you walk in, it's sitting there ready for you. Yes. Um, and that's really powerful for a lot of people who are never going to bother with something like workflow. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I think it's going to be great. And I am, um, I'm really excited that they're, they're doing something that will hopefully bring this even more to the masses. You know, the yeah. theme of our show is automation for the people. This is the best for the people you can be. I just hope that when it ships, it's discoverable enough mm-hmm. because the, the people who are not going to load workflow are also not going to go digging through the preferences to find these things. No, but I have to say I'm very much a fan of being able to set your own phrase because I know, okay, I'm not a coffee drinker, so whatever I say now is probably not going to make sense, but ordering a venti caramel latte frappuccino iced coffee is quite a few words. That's a mouthful. And quite often the the complaint that I hear about digital assistants in general, whether it's Siri or Alexa, sorry if I just triggered you, um, or your, uh, your, uh, your home from the search engine people, um, You have to use the right vocabulary and syntax. You have to say these words in this order, and then it will understand you. And if you say different words in a different order, uh, it might not understand you. Then, um, so what you need to do is to um, to to be able to do to make this more user friendly is set your own phrases. So, for example, juice me up. You know, you don't have to remember exactly what kind of coffee it is that I want again. You just give it your phrase, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean that's Apple's solution. I I've never been a fan of the Amazon Echo. Um, it has all these skills that you can pick up with third party devices, but you have to remember the magical incantation that they've defined. Um, and I've I've got a few things connected to an Amazon Echo, and I always forget what I'm supposed to say to get the information I want out of it. I think the fact that with Siri shortcuts, you'll be able to define your own phrase will make it a lot easier for you to remember. Definitely. Um, but now, in addition to the, um, in addition to this Siri shortcut by by voice on on what I would call one step automation, uh, where you just order the Starbucks, you can also still run Workflow. But now it's called the Shortcuts app, and like I said, it looks just like Workflow when you install it and you run it for the first time. It imports all of your workflows, or at least I think all of them. I have so many, but it looks like they all came over. Uh, I have a uh, workflow and a shortcut, which I will share in the show notes to help you count the number of workflows that you have or shortcuts that you have right now. And uh, I, I ra- yeah, and so I ran it and it works. Uh, and it told me that I had the same number, so I didn't yeah, lose that- any shortcuts. That said, there there are some actions that are missing, um, yeah. and uh, because of that, certain uh, things won't run anymore. So, for example, there were some Slack application, uh, Slack actions there, and they're not there anymore. The question is whether or not they will come back. It does say in the in the release notes available in the developer portal um, that some actions are missing. They have not specified which actions are missing, 
Um, and um, I think it's entirely possible. I don't know anything I should point out, but uh, it's possible that these actions will come back. If you remember, uh, some people will, when uh, Apple first bought Workflow, several actions disappeared. Um, and I have heard through the grapevine that it was basically everybody got a release uh, from the workflow team if your app was in it and you were asked to sign it. And if you signed it and sent it back, then your actions stayed in there. And if you, you did not, then your actions disappeared. And so a lot of people were very upset that the Google Maps action, for example, disappeared. And that did return once, uh, you know, at, at some point in an update. So I think it's possible that maybe there's a similar issue now or maybe they are just having... Uh, an issue maybe if they're connecting via an API about rate limiting, which is basically how many calls they are allowed to make per second, minute, uh, hour, day, week, month. Um, and they're possibly discussing that with the companies in question. It's hard to say. It's just another example of the fact that lawyers ruin everything. <laughs> I wouldn't say that you ruin everything, though, David. I'd say that you uh, you try to add some magic to it all. The, uh, so that you're right. So some of your actions may be broken, which will break those workflows. But uh, the, another good thing about the beta is it does not delete workflow. So uh, I'm still able to run workflow. So the apps or the actions that don't work in series shortcuts work in workflow. Uh, but let's take a minute to talk about uh, the stuff, the new stuff you can do. Because once again, we're now at system level. We get access that the guys making workflow never would have dreamed of getting. Yes. Is super exciting. So one of the first things I did is I just went digging and find out what I could do. And so, for example, you can toggle low power mode now as part of an action, which is so nice because I have, and uh, this is an example we'll go into later, I have a getting on a plane shortcut now. Um, and so as well as uh, enabling low power mode, you can do things like uh, you could toggle your cellular data, you can set airplane mode, you can set do not disturb, and you can just say, I want do not disturb on, or you can say, I want do not disturb until uh, for three hours, for example, things like that. Uh, if you live in a country where this is supported, like David does, you can send and request payments through Apple Wallet which is very nice. So if you have Apple Pay Cash, you can do that. Unfortunately, I do not have Apple Pay Cash, so I can't test it. <laughs> I think I should just have one so every time my kids text me, it just sends them $20 because that's usually <laughs> the reason they're texting me. <laughs> they want money. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should start messaging you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the idea of automating sending money is actually kind of dangerous when you think about it. Well, uh, they, I think if it's part of something else. So, for example, if you were just, I don't know, cutting somebody's lawn or you were, you know, you cut yeah. lawns for a living and people paid you by Apple Pay Cash, then being able to queue it up and send somebody a message to say, hey, your lawn's been cut. That will be $40, please. Send Here's a request for it. I have absolutely no idea how much it costs to cut somebody's lawn, by the way. Um, then, uh, you know, that would be pretty good. And then it could add it to your invoicing software for you or whatever. If that's supported, that that would be pretty cool. And then automatically create a calendar event next month to yeah. go back and mother lawn again. I mean, I, I can just, you know, I can just start spinning on the lawn mowing business. <laughs> <laughs> that is a common that is a common fake business in my screencast is Sparky's long hair. I don't know if you ever noticed, but I have a whole thing. And then I I write up dummy invoices and I put really silly things in there like yeah, whatever. You have if you freeze frame my screencast, sometimes there's something kind of funny. Yes. Um the um uh, and then another thing you can do that's a new system action never would have been possible before is find my iPhone. So 
that's another really good one. So you could create a workflow that included a find my iPhone routine. And I, I just think that's the kind of stuff we would have never had before. And it, it opens up all these windows. Rose was talking about, you know, getting on an airplane and just, you know, running one workflow and it could not only turn off cellular radios, but it could maybe start up her favorite playlist and, you know, just all the things or, you know, dim your screen. So you save your battery and just all the things that you may want to do as, you know, that you do manually, as you sit on a plane, you can automate those going forward with this series shortcuts app. And we're going to share a bunch of these once the app releases, because I, I think both of us are interested in it. Uh, the one for me is, is watching a movie and it's not even going into the theater. It's like, I don't go to the theater that often, but when, when the family sits down to watch a movie together, I hate getting interrupted. So um, I'm putting one together that, you know, turns on do not disturb and does, you know, just does a whole bunch of stuff. And then it turns itself off in two and a half hours, which is, you know, the length of any movie I'm going to watch. And then I don't have to think about it. You press the button once because the, you know, the problem of manually turning on do not disturb is you never remember to turn it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, what's great is if you go to turn on Do Not Disturb Now in iOS 12, uh, this is an automation uh, little trick that you don't need anything to do. If you have an event in your calendar and you force touch the Do Not Disturb icon in the control center in iOS 12, it will suggest ending it when your current event ends, which is very, yeah. very nice. At the very least, if you're a calendar event, so say, for example, meetings and uh, your meetings tend not to overrun, then you'll be fine. If they tend to overrun, then you might have to start adding some dummy events there. <laughs> but but it, and even like if you force press it, it will it will tell you you know do not disturb until I leave this place. So let's say I did did go to the movies and I'm sitting down in the theater. If I force press on the button, um, it says it gives me an option to say do not disturb until I leave this place. And then as I walk out the door and get in my car, do not disturb turns itself off again. It's it's really clever the way they've done this. And all of this stuff you can fold into your Siri shortcuts. I mean, I hope you're excited about this as you're listening to it because it really is a massive opportunity to simplify the stuff and let the phone and the iPad do the work for you. Yes, it, it really, really is. And it, it's just really nice to be able to get all of this as an option um, because it makes it much more powerful. So for example, you can now have uh, a meeting shortcut, which puts your phone in do not disturb until the end of the calendar event. You would have to get the calendar event and get the end time of it to do that. But you could then create a note based on the title of the calendar event and the notes in the calendar event. Um, and then at the end of the meeting, you could have it uh, parse through the note for tasks, send the tasks to your task manager of choice, email the notes to everybody that was a, an attendee at the meeting and disable do not disturb. Yeah, that is that is within the realm of possibility. And the fun thing is you could kick the whole thing off with a voice command. Oh, you know? yes. I, that's, you I, know, say I, the, I, yeah. magic, magic incantation, I'm in a meeting or, you know, let's get working or whatever, you know, clever phrase you want. So it's fun. And uh, and actually helpful. There's in addition to the system actions. There's also some new actions in general. Yes. Um, uh, the JavaScript one is interesting. Why don't you talk about that one? 
Right. So we now have an action that says run JavaScript on a web page. Uh, for some of you, you're going to be going, oh, yeah, that's amazing. For everybody else, if you're familiar with the concept of bookmarklets. Now, these are little things that you can run. So, for example, um, there's an Instapaper bookmarklet. So instead of installing an extension in your browser, uh, this is just a little thing that you, you save as a bookmark. And then when you're on a web page, you click on it and it pops up a box and it saves it to Instapaper for you. This is all done with JavaScript. JavaScript's a very popular language for scripting. And now we can do that as part of a workflow. And that is going to get pretty crazy. I mean, Instapaper obviously has a workflow action, but you could do lots of other things. So for example, I know uh, uh, there is, for example, one that can expand all of the comments uh, on a post on a Facebook page for example, which might be something that you need to do for some reason or another. Um, and it just opens up the realm of possibility even more because as well as connecting to an API, which you know is perhaps one level of automation, you could also just talk to the web page directly and script it by what you can see on the web page, which is really nice. This episode of The Automators is brought to you by the Omni Group, makers of OmniFocus. OmniFocus 3 is out for iOS. It's a fresh major update to the app that's been the trusted gold standard for to-do apps for 10 years since the very first day the App Store launched. In fact, OmniFocus was the very first app I ever bought in the App Store. I love that app that much. OmniFocus version 3 is great. It's added a lot of new features, making the application even more powerful, but at the same time, keeping it accessible. Some of my favorite new features are tags, which are new in OmniFocus 3. They had a powerful organization tool, so you can now have multiple vectors to organize your tasks and ways to find them. I've been experimenting with tags. I'm going to talk a lot more about this probably on this show as we go forward because they really are useful for a task management system. The forecast view now shows you the tasks and calendar events in order, so you can even better see what's coming up in your day and adjust if needed. This is also a great reality check for you if you look at that forecast view and you see you've got 50 items listed for the day plus appointments. That's a good warning sign. You got a little problem. You need to scale that down. And for all of you automators, OmniFocus 3 is super friendly to automation. They've got a way to automatically script the creation of projects. I cover that both on Max Sparky and we'll probably cover that on this show. And I've even covered that in my OmniFocus field guide. And even better, they're going to adopt the OmniFocus interpretation of JavaScript into OmniFocus with this new version. So you'll be able to write scripts that work both on the Mac, iPad, and iPhone. This is a big boon to people that want to automate. The team at the Omni Group is always working to make OmniFocus better. In fact, head over to inside.omnifocus.com to get some of the articles showing you even better ways to use our application. And if you ever need help, you just contact their world-class support via email or just call them. Both Rose and I are very thankful to the Omni Group for sponsoring this podcast. They sponsored it before they had even heard an episode. That's how much they love us. So go to OmniFocus.com right now and get started getting more done. That's OmniFocus.com. Accomplish more every day with OmniFocus. You know, and the other thing it can do is all those Siri shortcut stuff, things we were talking about earlier, those suggested mm -hmm. shortcuts like ordering your coffee or whatever, uh, can be folded into a Siri shortcut workflow. So this is bringing in a whole class of actions into it that you never would have had with workflow. Now, I'll tell you, using the beta, the one thing that's weird about this is Siri shortcuts is not going to recommend it unless you've already done it. 
Mm-hmm. So even though I've got an unlimited number of seemingly unlimited number of playlists in Apple Music, it's not going to su- give me a suggestion to play, you know, my Bebop playlist unless I have played it recently. So you've got to kind of fiddle with it. Like if you want to add something to your workflow, you at least at this point in the beta, you've got to go and like trigger it a few times for Siri to say, oh, wait, this is something he likes to do. Yeah. And then you can add it in. It's I, I, it's kind of weird the way it's. I, I do feel like the whole voice recommendation thing, the, it could be more accessible. Um, but I'm not exactly sure I know how, but I, I just feel my bones that it could be easier. Yeah. I mean, it, what what's quite nice is also in in the Shortcuts app. So um, the, as a note for anybody that's not seen it yet, uh, in Workflow, you would add actions and the action list was on your left-hand side. In Shortcuts, at least on the iPhone, it's at the bottom instead. Um, and there's a search bar. Um, but then you have, at the top, you have favorites. So it's any actions that you use a lot, and you can save them as a favorite. Then you have series suggestions, and then you have scripting. Um, and the series suggestions are a list of all the things that are, have been suggested to Siri in recent times. So, for example, um, I've had a little bit of a cold. So it's suggesting that I uh, check my body temperature in health uh, because I've been logging my temperature with a shortcut, of course, triggered by a Siri. Yeah, but that's that's you know that's the kind of stuff that I think is hopefully uh, brings people in that haven't tried automation before. When you see when the when the phone is actually making suggestions to try and help you, and you find that it's useful and relevant to you, which is exactly why you have to do it a few times before it shows up, um, as opposed to giving someone a massive scrolling list of every playlist in iTunes, for example. Um, I, I get it. Uh, but I, I do think that is uh, hopefully a gateway in for a lot of people that haven't tried this before. Yes. I mean, what's really nice about the series suggested actions as well, you could see this as an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on your point of view, is these are fixed blocks that you drag in and you drop. So, for example, if I drag in a music action, it's suggesting that I play Fleetwood Mac. Great. I love Fleetwood Mac. But that that's... That's it. It just says play music from Fleetwood Mac. And I can't edit that. Now, that's really good if you have somebody maybe who's a little bit scared that they're going to break something by tapping on it. I know that's happened to me before with Workflow and Shortcuts. I've accidentally dragged and dropped an action and put it somewhere I didn't mean to put it. Um, and so I think that's that's quite nice because then it doesn't look as fiddly. It's not as off-putting. Um, and you can, of course, especially with music, you can still use the, the built-in music actions to find music based on this or that or the other and, and then play it. That's possible. Yeah, the, there's some other limitations on it. I mean, this is the first iteration of this. Oh, yes. And I, I do believe, I mean, I talked to Ari and some of the team at WWC. I think Apple is paying very close attention to how many people are going to be using this. <laughs> and if they see that people are using automation and they're using Siri shortcuts, my guess is that team's going to get more resources and it's going to get even better in the future. Uh, one limitation that stands out for me is you can't really pass a variable to it through the Siri interface. Like, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, automator or workflow workflows, as opposed to Siri shortcut shortcuts, I don't know. We're going to figure this out, Rose. But <laughs> one of my favorite actions to do is I sometimes clients ask me to form a new company and it's a complicated process. It's like 15 steps. I just want to make sure that I don't miss anything. You know, checklist, manifesto, great book. Anyway, uh, so I uh, so I have a checklist, and it's generated through an automation routine. That's a um, it's a uh, it's a script that runs through Workflow, and it it goes into OmniFocus and creates my list for me, my project. Uh, but wouldn't it be great if I could do that through Siri and just say the name of the company, and it would pass, it would parse the name out, 
and fill in. Because when I run the workflow, one of the things it asks me is, what's the name of the company? Wouldn't it be great if I could just say that and it would just parse that out and yeah. fill it in for me? It, but it won't do that. No, You're not, not gonna, yet. It, but I, yeah. maybe we'll get that maybe in version two. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Um, there are some limitations on so far in the beta, like the cloud access. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're getting pushed into one folder. Like I, like I have a whole bunch of, um, I have a whole bunch of things like do with receipts when receipts come in, um, and I I get them as PDF on my iPhone, no matter which uh, mail app you're using. You know, we did a show on that, but you get you get a mail and you want to save it as PDF, and then you have Hazel on the back end fix it for you. I've got this action folder in iCloud where I put it in all the Hazel rules are looking at that folder, but now I can't do that because it goes to the shortcuts app. Yeah. And um, so it, by necessity, now you can create a subfolder under the shortcuts app. So mm-hmm. what I do is I have a shortcuts app slash um, action. So I have a second action folder in there. And then on Hazel, I've got a simple rule that looks to that new folder in short in the shortcuts folder and anything that shows up in that folder, it, it moves over to the proper folder. And and then it runs its rule, but it's like a kind of a workaround I had to do. And if you have automation that depends on you automatically filing things to very particular folders, at least right now, you're not getting in. Yeah. The other way that you can work around this, and I have done this for uh, one particular folder of mine, is I have a symbolic link. Uh, yeah. some, uh, so um, there, that's uh, this is something that you would do on a. Uh, desktop operating system like macOS or Linux or Windows, uh, you can create a shortcut to a folder, which is just like a, if you click here, then you're going to go over here. Um, And then you can create a symbolic link, which is, I'm just going to summarize it, being deeper into the file system, the files are pretending that they're in two places at once. Yeah, you're you're kind of tricking the system. Yeah. Um, And by having a symbolic link to this particular Dropbox folder in the iCloud folder, by the way, if it's crucial data, please make sure you have a backup because syncing between two cloud systems, that's where you're going to break things. Something's going to get lost at some point. Um, uh, But that's what I'm doing. I have a symbolic link to that particular Dropbox folder because I, I really need to access Uh, to be able to drop files into that folder directly to this place or that place, depending on lots of different factors. And it's much easier to do it before the file gets into the folder versus after the file is in the folder. Um, So so Hazel is not such a great solution for me there. So I'm still using workflow and shortcuts to do that now. Yeah, like Simlinks have given me troubles in the past. And I haven't haven't used one now in several years because I had some data loss. And so I feel like bitten by them. So uh that's why i just use the 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 hazel one but but that works for the kind of stuff i'm doing it's it's not time sensitive yeah all right um the other limit dropbox you mentioned dropbox dropbox is not as friendly with um series shortcuts and this may be one of those lawyer fancy lawyer things where they're still figuring it out um but honestly the the access to system actions and the new actions like javascript and incorporating siri uh, voice command shortcuts into your shortcut um recipes it's really going to be pretty remarkable so mm-hmm. uh, just thinking out loud uh, i know like you had one tell us through the one you have for the airplane okay so it uh, does do not disturb so actually the very first thing that i do is i get the calendar event and i make sure that it's the one for my flight i use trip it to add the flight to my calendar that's a nice automation for you um and so i then get the details i get the end time and i put, say do not disturb until this time I turn off cellular data because while there is no roaming within Europe, depending on where I'm flying, I may have uh, 
I, I may have roaming charges when I get there, for example, if I fly to the US. And then it enables airplane mode and then enables low power mode. And the final step it does is it opens Overcast for me. Uh, it doesn't start playing it because I like to um, you know, make sure that I've heard the flight attendant's announcement, even though I've heard it a hundred times before. They they like it if you listen to it, and I'm very willing to accommodate that. And uh, then once they've done that, I can just put on my headphones and start playing my podcast. I've got this fantasy uh, uh, shortcut thing that I've been working on where I really just want to get work done. And and please feel free to add on to this in the forums because I feel like this would be a fun one just to go crazy. But the idea is I say, you know, like something like now's the time or get it done. And then the home kit locks would like lock in my house, like all the doors would lock. And then all the lights in the house, except in my office, would turn down. And the lights in my office using hue would be, I guess I'd say red and white, you know? you know, So there'd be some red, like some urgency involved. <laughs> um, then my HomePod would start playing, um, you know, like uh, probably Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, and then, and then the, the main theme on a loop. And then I would, uh, OmniFocus would open up to my flag tasks. And my phone would go on do not disturb. That's my uh, that's where it's at right now. But I bet somebody listening can help me add to this. I I want to make the craziest get work done <laughs> workflow ever. Well, you can and, definitely uh, do the. I presume because you now have two monitors uh, that you want only focus to open on your Mac, right? So yeah, what you could yeah. do is you could actually have it save a text file into your actions folder, and then when a Hazel sees have Hazel that, monitor it and then run the script. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So th- now we've expanded beyond the iPhone to the Mac, and then and that opens the whole world, right? That opens the whole. Once you once you're in the Mac, you run an Apple script. You could you could put uh, your calendar yeah. on the top half of your second monitor, OmniFocus on the second half, and open up like uh, Pages or you know whatever app I need Ulysses that app I need to work in. I, I can see this going places, Rose. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of possibilities here. I mean, I'm thinking that what you need to do is like, I don't know, 20 minutes into it, because concentration usually starts to waver after like 20 minutes. You need the chase scene. Okay, you know where he's got the X-Wing yes. and he's flying yes. through this. Yeah, that that, that that needs to start playing. Uh, and I think like 15 minutes in, I need a break. So then... I have a um I have some sort of device connected to my uh my water my my uh I have a kettle that boils water for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I, I turn that on, I have a just a switch, you know, one of those iHome switches. So then it starts boiling water and gives me an alarm to go down and make tea. Yes. <gasps> oh yeah, this I we could we could go so far with this. Yeah. But I, it, that's just the fun that's a fun thing. I mean, but you know, taking it more to a more rational level. Yeah. Going back to Star- Starbucks, what if you went in Starbucks and it ordered your favorite coffee, put on your favorite morning song that you like to listen to, and opened Apple News to your favorite news source? So you could sit there and read the news, listen to your music, and wait for your coffee. That That is totally doable. Yeah, it is. And then I think the Starbucks app even sends you a push notification when your order is ready to collect. Yeah. And then, and so then you just grab it and you go. And at that time, it maybe then looks for uh, the next bus or train or tram or whatever it is that you use to get to work to help you get there on time. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good overview. We just wanted to talk about shortcuts and where it's going because we are excited about it. And we don't want to just come out of the blue and start talking about implementing it uh, in a few months when it's out. We, yes. We'd like everybody else to be thinking about it because. Uh, we're going to be looking in the forums at what you guys say about this stuff. And if you've got a request, 
we may just build the shortcut for you. You know, if you've got some crazy idea and uh, let us know. Yes. And a big thanks to the people that have been posting in the forum, especially if you've been helping somebody out creating automations or enhancing them or fixing things that don't quite work the way people expect. It's very much appreciated. And it, that's not just from us. That's from everybody that sees it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a community. We're very interested in uh, helping push automation forward. And uh, the more people out there that get into it, I think the better it is for all of us. Definitely. All right. Um, we've got a couple links in the show notes of some other locations. Backstories did a really good article on shortcuts when it first got announced. Yep. That's something worth going to read. I guess, Rosa, in, in summary, is this automation for the people? I mean, are we getting what we want with the series shortcuts? Definitely. I mean, we may not be able to get everything right away, but the fact that this, you know, Apple didn't buy workflow and kill it. They bought workflow yeah. and they're, they they made part of it into the operating system. That Yeah, I, I'm ecstatic, basically. So we, we get what we want and hopefully we can help Apple bring it to everybody else. So I'm pretty certain my grandmother is going to start talking to Siri a bit more now. Excellent. I, you know, the funny thing for me is I feel like we got more than we could have ever asked for, you know, with them doing this. I mean, it was, it was the best acquisition in the history of Apple, maybe short of next, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, but now that we've got more than we asked for, it's not nearly enough. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. The more you give me on this stuff, the more I want. And yes. now that I see how powerful it can be with just that much, I, I see, like like I said, passing variables and adding logic. And I, I just want it to go so much further. And I, I hope that the tools for developers are easy enough that they can make those donations to Siri and that they can make their apps work with Siri and that this is just a really great, rich ecosystem that goes way beyond what we could have ever done with uh with URL schemes. Oh, yes, yes. I'm very much hoping that we get all of that and more. They've given us an inch. We're going to circumnavigate the globe next. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at automatorsfm. And the show notes, of course, will be at relay.fm slash automators. This is episode four. David, where can people find you on the internet? Over at maxbarkey.com. Everything is there. Excellent. And you are Max Barkey on Twitter? I am. How about you? Uh, I am at rosemaryorchard.com and I'm Rosemary Orchard on microblog and Twitter. And we will see you in the forums to talk about the episode. That's at talk.automators.fm. See you next time.